Merry Mini Monday, Chunkies. I'm Carter. I'm Doge. <laughs> Ever since he was cleared his throat before we started recording, he's just kind of stuck there. He done, he done he cleared all the clear consonants out of his we throat. Should let that happen naturally? I'm marrying on accident, everybody. Yeah. I'm marrying. Everybody back up. I'm marrying. Everybody back up. Get, get, be careful. I've heard his tour right now is really good. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Tour I'm not surprised. I saw a video of somebody holding up a multiple choice sign with three blanks and it was like three different songs and they asked John to pick which multiple choice he wanted to do. <laughs> and then they revealed what song it was and he was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. <laughs> no way. Sounds That's pretty so fun. fun. John Mayer's been on a redemption tour for the last like yeah. five years. He's doing great. Yeah. I think Leave he's doing a good job. First, just, yeah. you just got to own it. You know, first, not self-deprecating too much, but at first you just got to be like, hey man, I screwed up. I was a narcissist. Yeah. yeah. You know? Anyways. Now he just likes to wear big pants and play guitar. You know, that's all yeah. he likes to do. Who doesn't? Big pants, big pants, big guitar. Sounds like this entire podcast. You know, that's how we <laughs> I met. love wearing. I love wearing big pants. <laughs> Can't get <laughs> enough of those pants. big pants. Oh, that's not it. Uh, big box office for Super Mario Brothers. It is in yeah. one week now at $440 million worldwide. I believe it was one of you that said this is about to, we collectively said that's going to print money. Uh, Mario, as an IP, is a world-renowned culturally. Like, people know about this. Domestically, $250 million in the U.S. in a week. And so the world is just kind of like, oh, Super Mario Brothers can, can bring in the dough, eh? Big so I'm sure time. we're going to get... Everybody's yeah. surprised. Yeah. Who's surprised <laughs> that the Mario movie is cleaning up? Who's yeah. shocked people, by this? People who remember the old Mario movie. The previous yeah. Mario. Here's what's funny. It's like if you're paying $15 for a movie that's three hours long, and then you pay $15 for a movie that's 90 minutes long, and then you're like, oh, I could go see it again. That's $30. That's $30. Yeah. So it's, maybe there's $30. some value in these uh, shorter flicks too for making more. I think- Make more 90-minute movies. Yeah. That's, that's my stance. Real, it's a highly rewatchable boy. And so that's, that's super exciting. Some other news we have, there was a trailer that dropped for the new True Detective- Thank you, Doge, yeah. for pointing that out. Watch that right before this uh, podcast started recording not too long ago. True Detective uh, with Clarice, I think, is the sequel. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's interesting to see yeah. Jodie Foster in, the, in a role as uh, a detective. I think she can pull that off. I think that'll be good. Uh, I'm so far doubts. outside her wheelhouse. Yeah, True Detective Night Country. It's, it's going to be dark, yeah. as True Detective tends to be. But now they're just I mean, straight up putting us in, in a place with, with no sunshines. Um, but looking forward to that. It feels uh, like Mia a little Goff. bit of like a soft relaunch for True Detective as a IP yeah. being the first like the first like subtitled season, the first uh, I mean, I know the spirals showed up briefly in season three, but this yeah. one seems like it's the first with like direct obvious callbacks to a previous mm -hmm. season. I mean, season two sure. was pretty widely poorly received. Yeah. And season three was just sort of meh across the board ratings wise. Yeah. And so I think I like season three. I thought season three was really fun. Marshall Ali was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I liked season three. But it, 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 nothing has really captured the magic of season one for me. No. Yeah. And was so the, I'm hoping was the magic of season one the chemistry of Matt and Woody, though? 
That yeah, was certainly sure. part of it. That it's was certainly that part, was part of, of it. Yeah. But I think I think that the sort of like the dip, the toe dip into magical realism did yeah, down in season that. one really is kind of what made things greater than the sum of its parts to me. Mm. Like yeah. the fact that it was like never really addressed, never really amounted to much of anything, but there was some implied supernatural influence that never really- Or at least the, the undercurrent of like the occult or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, th- I think that is part of the magic of this and that looks to be back. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. I was reading a Polygon it, article about the trailer that was saying it looks like I read these, the same one. <laughs> these wide, these lingering wide shots that season one had that seemed to leave room for the supernatural in the shot, like almost yeah. implying that something bigger was going on. That looks like it's kind of back here in season four cool. and that's exciting. Yeah, I think it's coming back to being just a little bit more simple. I think season one yeah. was pretty simple. It was just about characters and and the environment. I think we yep. kind of got into too many uh, timelines in season two. I think that's the most timelines we had and that, that mm-hmm. was the toughest. A lot of people to follow and that's not really what it feels like that show's meant for. Speaking of Mahershala Ali, um, it was announced forever ago that he was going to be the next Blade in the MCU. Uh, and he has been pretty protective of this movie. I think they've given him a lot of power in terms of deciding what direction to go. I think there was some kind of rumor as to, not necessarily a rewrite, but they were going a direction he didn't like very much. It was it a rewrite. Pushed, yeah, it he pushed the was production like, back. I'm not. If this is the movie, I'm not in. And I yeah. promise I'm in, so this is not the movie. Yeah. And then, so Mia Goth, who I love... Is she's like a top scream queen, queen, queen up, scream, scream queen. queen. Uh, Mia Goth, a name made for horror, yeah. <laughs> is yeah, coming into perhaps likely the the bloodiest installment. Well, Doctor Strange's most recent installment was pretty bloody too. Yeah, but coming into uh, an installment that I think fits her really well. These rewrites have reportedly completely eliminated Kit Harrington's Black Knight character who was introduced in The Eternals. Wow. No way. Uh, what? Not just from Blade, but from the MCU entirely. Get no out. way. What? I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> do you guys do you guys remember when we saw that movie and we had a long conversation about will Harry Styles and Kit Harrington even matter? Nah. No, at all, Gar- they will no. not. Harry did, no, but the not answer, in the answer. Of course, is no. Was that <laughs> right. was Kit Harrington in? Was that Eternals, Eternals as well? Yeah, because he's Jimmy Chan's mm-hmm. boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, it was to me Tough that to might be the Eternals m- even matter. To be honest, they don't. The uh, the Celestial, the corpse of the Celestial, will will factor in in uh, one particular upcoming movie. Will it though? Guaranteed. Yeah. I, I yeah. It's like in the plot summary. He's already seen it, dude. You know that. Yeah, I forgot he's already seen it. I think... I am from the future. The the Eternals (laughs) might be... And I don't even think it's the worst movie of the most recent phase, but the Eternals might be like the most obvious evidence of Marvel's current issue, I think, which is specifically like I think Kit Harington and Harry Styles are the most emblematic of it, of just like stop calling shots that you don't really have any intention behind. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I think they're hoping that it's it's the equivalent of Tim Blake Nelson almost becoming a supervillain at the end of The Incredible Hulk in 2008. Right. And yeah. then now he's back like in Captain America New World Order next year or the year after. 
Yeah. I think they're just, they don't want to feels- quite put any of their toys back in the toy box in case they want to play with them again later. Yeah. But it's yeah. exhausting. It feels so much to me like having Chloe Zhao direct this movie, who I know this podcast respects a lot. Yeah. Feels like when Ryan Johnson got to do one installment of Star Wars. It's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. great director. They're going to go ahead and do their own thing for something that doesn't yeah. ultimately matter at all to the overall well, story. I think both, I think both of those movies, both The Last Jedi and The Eternals are great, like, they're great. They're, it's okay. Here's a Stand sports alone. analogy. This is for you, Carter. Come They're on. a player who's very good individually, uh, but it seems as though the team's entire strategy is funnel the ball to this player, and this player is never going to pass. They're never going to be a good team player. It's just Westbrook. an outstanding solo entry. Yep. Russell Westbrook, dude. That's a, yeah. right on the nose. That's who I was Thanks thinking of when me I was the text. Well, you texted me that, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I finally yeah. put these together. I yeah. even feel like a more apt analogy is it's a player that the team planned to center their entire game around. Sure. And they yeah. showed up to the game and they're like, actually, do not pass the ball to this person ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunate. But if anything, too, it's like, if it's just a one-off, I'm fine for Chloe Zhao to not be tied to the MCU. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, for put sure. your energy other places. Ryan Johnson, go ahead and make five glass onion or five knives out movies. Like, thank yeah. you. Like, I'm, I'm glad that didn't work out. Yeah. Um, another thing to talk about here that's probably the biggest news that dropped over the last week is that HBO is greenlit like they're going to do a Harry Potter series. And there was I think a lot. What, there there is contention for biggest news of the last week because three new Star Wars movies were announced over that the last That is also week. big news. But yes, we'll talk about Harry Potter. Yeah, we'll talk about Harry Potter. Harry Potter series. Still contention for biggest news of the last week because the final trailer for Tears of the Kingdom came out yesterday. So literally, who cares about any of this? (laughs) Yeah, but that's wild too. By the way, I'm there's there's a lot of good things in 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 the world. Oh yeah, that's a quote. I think Confucius. A lot of good things. Harry Potter series adaptation officially ordered at HBO Max will feature an entirely new cast. Entirely new. Ah, that feels. Broad, I think there's mm-hmm. probably one or two people you could bring back if you wanted to. But if they're going to call their shot this early and say we're going entirely new, that's fine. My overall feeling, because we don't have anything outside of the vagueness of we're going to do it, it's it's going to follow the same crew that the movies did, and each season essentially is going to be a book, right? So almost a decade-long series. Um, I'm in. This is something that I have... Wanted. It's something that I literally mentioned during our series, mm-hmm. Do You Believe in Magic? In which I said the best case scenario actually for this IP is for a studio or a platform like HBO. I think I actually said HBO uh, to pick this show up because we're missing so much. My overall take is there's a lot of story that we miss when we try and do. I looked it up. It was like 19 and a half hours for all these eight movies. And there's 4,224 pages. And so it's kind of like, you're just not going to get it all. And so, yes, there's the Alan Rickmans of the world. There's our Gary Oldmans of the world that were kind of made for the roles that they play. Good luck finding a better Dolores Umbridge. I mean, we, Ray Fiennes as Voldemort. Like, what do you yeah. even do? So that's really, really hard. And it's really soon. But overall, yeah. I'm down. And when we're talking soon, I don't know if two years or three years from now will still feel soon because I imagine that's how long it'll take before we even get a yeah. season of That'll Sharon. be almost 15 years since the <clears throat> release of Deadly Yeah, Hall Rings of, of Power two. vibe, right? We talked about that on one yeah. of the first episodes of Two Chunks and it came out during 
season five of Two Chunks, you know? And so mm-hmm. yeah. it's still going to be a while before these things happen. But So here's, here's the biggest things that I think this has going for it. Number one, HBO puts out better quality than WB itself does. So I think that an HBO TV show has a much higher likelihood of being quality all the way throughout than a WB movie series. Like Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. Famously I mean, good the whole time. Well, the good thing about Harry I mean, Potter you could, is it's finished. Yeah, yeah. You could name the one bad HBO show or you could name the dozens of really good ones. Those are the two options. But then also, the books are done. Yeah. They are finished. So they can begin with the end in mind rather than begin with the next movie yeah. in mind. Yeah. I think, so I have two things. The books are done and the books are fine. Yeah. I, they're at best fine. I, I think I they're am, good. I love the Harry Potter I think series. I'm a little exhausted by Harry Potter. It's a little the like, man, I get that this was super influential you know, at a certain point in your life, but I promise there's there's other really good stuff out there, which people listening probably would say the same thing about me and the way I feel about Spider-Man or Harry Potter, so or, or about Star Wars. So I I totally get it. Um to me, this feels like if the amazing Spider-Man came out with Andrew Garfield after we'd had some Tobies, uh, and the trailer for the amazing Spider-Man showed the exact same Spider-Man suit and the same music from Danny Elfman. Yeah. I think HBO, like you either go all in or all out. I the like the trailer featuring the exact same logo from the movies, which I get is the logo from the books. The exact same logo from the movies of the last twenty years. The exact same rendered image yeah. of Hogwarts that is on the DVD cover on the box set of all eight Daniel Radcliffe Harry Potter movies, and the exact same John Williams suite. Is like man, that that is so much that is tied to yes, the brand of Harry Potter, but specifically Harry Potter as the as it started with the Chris Columbus movies 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the cross-pollination, cross-contamination of that is confusing and frustrating to me. And I don't know, man. I'm just not, I, I think I'm pretty out on it. I'm just not really that interested in this. Yeah. I'm a nine out of 10 interested, I'd say. <laughs> I'm like um, a two out of 10 interested. I'd probably yeah, say I'm a crazy. seven out of 10 interested. <laughs> that's fine. Not I'll watch it. Roles, but... I'm going to watch it for sure. Yeah. I, uh, I think one of the biggest things, and you've already alluded to it a little bit, Doge, is the nostalgia factor, right? It's tough <laughs> because it, I can't, I couldn't help but think of the scene from Toy Story, uh, our montage of Woody being replaced by Buzz and the wallpaper <laughs> changes. And it's just kind of like, hey, this is the, still the same thing that I play with. We're kind of in the same scenarios, but it's a, it's a completely different look now. Now, Harry mm-hmm. Potter with a Randy Newman soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, give me a ring. I mean, <laughs> Give me a ring of ding, this, a ring of ding, ding. Oh, a wizard! <laughs> <laughs> and we must protect this school. Um, <laughs> gotta I, go to magic school. <laughs> Speaking of magic school, let's talk really quick about Spring Delirium. There's a lot of news out there. I promise we're still going to touch on the Star Wars stuff, but this is a mini Monday, and so we're not trying to get too deep into it because we're going to get into the box after the ad break. But before, right before the ad break, I do want us to talk about our Spring Delirium winners for the Sweet 16. Thank you to those that went and voted on our Spring Delirium bracket. We're going from the Sweet 16 to the Elite 8. I talk about magic school, and I'll just jump down to it so that it's we don't lose the cleverness of the transition. Hmm, but yeah. it was Miss Frizzle against Homer Simpson. And... 
76% of that vote went to Miss Frizzle. Good. Miss Frizzle will make it to Good. the elite eight. See, Bugs hold Bunny. On, hold on one second. Just hold on one second. Just hold on one second. There's, there's been a lot of controversy about this bracket because people's favorite people go bye-bye. Yeah. When Miss Frizzle beats Homer Simpson, which by the way, I agree with. That's how I would have voted as well. You got to understand how subjective these things are and also realize that your favorite people were never going to beat SpongeBob. You know what I mean? It just yeah, wasn't going to yeah. happen. Yeah. It's so, tough. It, you know, you're all playing for second anyway. Yeah. Bugs Bunny against Lionel. Here's a good example. Bugs Bunny gets 96.7% yeah, of the As votes. he should. So Bugs Bunny it's Bugs moves Bunny. on. Here's a, here's a close one. We had our matchup with Zuko and Alvin and the Chipmunks, and our winner had 53%. <laughs> Of wow. the vote with the loser at 46, almost 47% of the vote. The winner here was Zuko. Sure. So Alvin and the Chipmunks. And, and w especially with our uh, metaphor of us being the Chipmunks, essentially, the two chunks being mm. the Chipmunks, uh, maybe this is a little bit of a dig uh, at us. But Alvin and the Chipmunks doesn't move I on. I think Zuko so. moves on. People were being really, really angry, whiny babies about the way that we chose uh, to do our spring delirium up to this that. point. I wouldn't, so. I wouldn't say whiny babies. I wouldn't say upset. whiny babies. They have some I would say. I would say whiny babies. 63.3% of the vote goes to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles against Tina Belcher. Of course. Tina did get just about 37% of that. Scooby-Doo beats Bobby Hill. That makes me sad, but it makes sense. 76% of the vote there went to Scoob. And then SpongeBob with 80% of the vote which is not as much as I thought away with it would be against yeah. Chucky Finster. Beats Chucky, who only had 20% of that vote. We've already said Miss Frizzle with 76% of the vote. And then another really close one, 53% of the vote for Uncle Iroh to beat Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack had 46%. Better than I thought finally, Samurai Jack would do. Courage the Cowardly Dog gets walloped by Tom and Jerry, who get 90% yeah. of yeah. that vote. That means your Elite Eight matchups are... Bugs Bunny against Zuko. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles against Scooby-Doo. Whoa. That's tough. SpongeBob against Miss Frizzle. Uncle Iroh against Tom and Jerry. So with the Elite Eight, we'll be on the lookout for that on Instagram. Follow that same link. Look for that post that says tap here or just follow the link that's under our profile name. Let's go Woo. to advertisements. Guys, it's time to take a look. Gwyneth Paltrow's head, maybe? I don't know. Depends on the context. Mm. But today, that was a big spoiler. Maybe you don't even know what I'm talking about. And it's going to come back to you when spoilers you watch the movie. Spoilers for Iron Man point. 2. The movie got spoilers <laughs> for Iron Man 2. Yeah, maybe that's grim. why she doesn't remember grim. she's in movies. Um, we're <laughs> Have in you seen the our... thing of Lawrence Fishburne forgetting that he was in Ant-Man and the Wasp? Wow. He forgot he was in Ant-Man 2. There's a person interviewing him uh, as part of like the press junket for John Wick 4. And he's like, wow. yeah, I love the MCU. You know, and I'm, I'm happy I'm not in it. I'm content to just watch it and be a fan. I, you know, I don't think I would ever want to do one of those. And the guy's like, goodness me. You were, you were in Ant-Man 2. Honestly, I forgot Lawrence Fishburne was in Ant-Man 2. So I forgot Ant-Man 2 happened. Bit. I did a little bit. The Adam Raider on Discord. And here's the thing. And what's in the box... Uh, on that uh, top level tier there, that that tier there, the five level tier uh, on Patreon where you get to join our Discord, you'll have the opportunity to ask us questions that we'll share on this podcast. We have like a lot of people this. ask questions 
like this. The Adam Raider asked, if you could live in any fictional movie realm, mm. which one would you inhabit? Easy for me, The Road. Next. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, I'm just going to go with recency here of what we were talking about. I wouldn't mind living in the wizarding world, to be completely honest. Poop on the floor, magic that. it away? I would love that. Poop That's on the floor, wizards do. magic it away. It's canon, baby. I think I'm just going to also recency. We're going through, we're, we're, we're working our way through the Wes Anderson movies we've never seen right now. I think I'm just going to say the Wes Anderson verse. It's so, it's so quaint. Do you have any pastels? I do like that. I don't. I'd have to pick up some pastels, but yeah, I sort of think you turn, just they would turn I, pastel. If I you think you're issued it. pastels when you enter the Anderson. <laughs> yeah. version. You get your Anderson issued pastel fatigues. You yeah, can wear them twenty four seven. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to talk Those? fast and say what I mean all the time. Yeah. Hobbiton. I would love to live in the Shire. Yeah, down there in the Shire. Are you going to be a Hobbit? Yeah, that's fine. Oh, cool. I'm pretty. I'm pretty tall with regular feet, but I would be pretty short with big feet if I got to eat like six meals a day. Yeah, you that can do that now if you want. Very nice. Joseph Glass says, in honor of Rinfield coming out soon. Uh, Nicholas Cage, good or bad, is his question. Simply, he mm. said, an interpret as you will. Bonus points for each impression of one of his many characters. <laughs> can I just well, say it's both? not really. Yeah, it's just a, it's just Nick Cage talking in any of his movies' context. There's really no difference no. in his characters very much. Except for Con Air. Nick Cage is a missile, right? Yeah. It's not that he's good or bad. It's what you point him at. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. I, I, I say good. I say good. Yes, bad. He's had bad, and when he's had bad, it's been really bad. But it's been so bad as good. So right. That's what I'm saying. He's, he good, is ultimately. both, I think. Right. Yeah. Good. Nicholas Cage is good. One of my favorite moments of our entire podcast was talking about how he chose something I forgot when I was a kid. I just thought it was cool, a cool maneuver, how he saved the Declaration of Independence before he saved a human life. <laughs> and that was that feels like what real Nick move. Cage would do, right? Nick Cage <laughs> who famously owned a he does owned, love his Maybe country. still owns a Tyrannosaurus Rex skull. <laughs> maybe. B. Taylor asks, uh, or says, or asks, if you consider the MCU as ruling the 2010s box office, what's going to be the 2020s analog? Ooh. So our current decade. Video game movies. Yeah, yeah. I thought the same thing. It's the new thing, too. Video, video game adaptations are about to be the new thing thanks to sure. The Last of Us. Critical success and Mario's financial success. Get ready. Every game you've yeah. ever liked is going to get a film or TV adaptation that's going to be somewhere between terrible and excellent. <laughs> no. <laughs> what was the name? There was a technical name that was given for Top Gun Maverick being so far from its original. Legacy sequel. Legacy yeah. sequel, I think, could sneak yeah. in there and, sure. and be incredibly successful. Totally. We're I definitely think plenty in the of things of that had a one off in the like 80s that someone might be like the karate mm. adult. <laughs> <laughs> karate man. <laughs> Hold up. Dill the I'd watch that. I mean, it's called Cobra Kai. It exists already. <laughs> it is true. Oh, another bit of news, by the way, as we got an update in, in Discord about someone talking about Fast 10. Had no idea. 
that Fast 10 was part one of a finale. Did y'all know that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know I, that. I wasn't surprised when I read it, so I think I must have known it. So what do they call the next movie? It's still Fast 10? Fast End. Fast, fast 10 2. I like Fast Don't. End very much. <laughs> fast End the Furious. I could feel you <laughs> wanting to say that you liked both of those. I could feel it coming up inside of you, the little peacekeeper in your soul wanting to say, I like both of those so I love much. It all. <laughs> uh, as not being a peacekeeper, Dill the Destroyer, it's in the name. It's in the name. Asks, which of the three of you would win in a three for all? Weapons allowed. He's like putting us in a real world scenario, mm. perhaps. Also, I can't remember if this was asked before, but. Uh, who are your Smash Brothers mains? I don't have a main. I, my my Smash Brothers main is Chaos. Um, I just you pick feel where, you where feel like a you've game been a, watch kind of boy. You've been a Kirby yeah. guy more times than you haven't in my experience. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Um, I usually don't. I, I I don't know if I like to play Kirby. Well, there you Maybe go. Duck Hunt is one of my favorites to play as. What a weird I decision. I love Rob. Um, it's Roy yeah, for me. Roy's our boy. In fact. Depends on the game. It depends on which which Smash Bros. we're talking. I'm sure he's, he means like the most recent. Most recent in in the newest huh. boy. It depends. Sometimes I'm a Falco boy. Sometimes I'm a, a Toon Link boy. It kind of just depends on on wherever yeah. the spirit of Smash moves me that day. In terms, Dill, without getting too graphic, in terms of the real world scenario of us fighting to the death, which I would never do. I think this trio is pretty tenacious. I think it would be a scenario in which maybe we all don't make it. <laughs> I, I think it's like We just stand does. in a triangle stabbing over and over until we all fall down. <laughs> it's called a Mexican stab off. Yeah. Yes. That's essentially what it is. I'm glad you remembered the, that. What's one movie, Krachel says, what's one movie you think every person should see at least once in their life? I'll go back to The Road. No, I think Jurassic Park. Nice. Every person should see at least once in their life. I'm going to say Arrival. I'm looking at the poster for it right now, hanging on my wall. Gosh. I just think it's beautiful, and I think yep. that everybody should see it. Yep. Because you don't even have to really be like, even if you don't like sci-fi, to an extent, it doesn't matter. Yep. Good call, man. 47 Ronin, probably for me. Mm -hmm. So you can see what Keanu's really capable of. No, I think E.T. Obviously E.T. Y'all heard of this yeah. little guy? Uh, Jess got me tickets for my birthday. We're going to go see the Dallas Symphony Orchestra do like the live performance of the music oh, for E.T. while the movie plays. Doge, that's going to be great. You think you're going to cry maybe? Going to cry so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Rachel asks a question, and this will be our last question as we wrap up the episode. What is something you love about podcasting and something, if anything, you don't like? Um, I can say I, it's, it's a love-hate. I loved the energy of us podcasting in a room together. Uh, the convenience of Zoom will never go away, and this has become more and more familiar to me. And I have enjoyed this because I think our energy can still be great. But I do miss that. So I don't like that we don't have as many opportunities to do that together. 
And then that that feels more difficult just yeah. in terms. Like we used to drive, one of us used to drive usually pretty far either way, or, or y'all both would. It was like, if y'all came down to me, mm-hmm. it was a drive. It, it took oh, a yeah, half I'm day. Slugging out a solid 45 on my way down to you. Yeah. Uh, one thing I love about podcasting is, I don't know. It's just felt a little bit like a <laughs> Actually, nothing. Oh, no. Like in D&D. It's just kind of like a an assumed part of my life. And it's a great part of my life. There's these weird things, like when we went to go see John Wick 4 together, or, you know, we'll have many of the parties or something that Jordan will host at his home or something, and we see each other in person. All three of us, I know these two are basically neighbors. It's it's just kind of, it's a pheno- weird phenomenon of being like, I see you all the time, but I don't really see you mm. in person. <laughs> I don't but remember I do how love tall it, you are. That, that it makes... <laughs> It makes these two a regular part of my life, and that's a big, big love about podcasting. I think. Yeah, I think the thing I love and the thing I hate are the same thing, which is that it just never ends. I think. I think the thing that I love about that is that it's this consistent thing that we have that gives us a an excuse to just we're stuck with each other, and then b it gives me a permanent group to talk about movies, TV shows, and video games with, which is like the best. But then also yeah. it's like every week my alarm goes off earlier than I want it to on my day <laughs> off. And uh, yeah. it just never, there, there's no end in sight. It just goes forever. Just never ends. I like. Be encouraged. I like the recording part. I like the podcasting part. Uh, the talking to my friends part. Watching trailers. Formulating opinions about them. Watching movies part. I don't like editing. That's boring. I did the conversation once. I don't want to listen to it again. I was there. Sorry, Doge. I got it. Sorry. I already know. So if there's anyone listening that thinks that they'd be a good editor on the Cheap Cheap, (laughs) hit us up. Yeah. Hey, let us know. Cheap Cheap as in free. On that that free free. I edit. uh, When I go back and edit, I play it at like, I think 1.6 speed or something just to make it through. So anytime I hear one of our episodes like on the podcast app or on Spotify or something. I'm just like, wow, we are going so slow. Why does anybody <laughs> listen to this very slow Turtle Man podcast? How can they even enjoy this? <laughs> to end today's episode, we're going to have Riley of Discord sponsor this final question. I'd love to have your name. And what fictional character do you think could win the Hunger Games? Besides Car- Katniss Everdeen, I assume. Besides Katniss, yeah. What other fictional character? Yeah. Besides Katniss Everdeen. Uh, I'm Carter and Aragorn, son oh, yeah, of Aragorn. Sure. Yeah. I'm Doge, and the answer is the Predator. Dude, perfect. I was just thinking that. That would be savage. I'm Jordan. Uh, Spider-Man, Superman, the Hulk. <laughs> Actually, Captain most America, of them. Most of the fictional characters. Wonder Woman. I think you basically said like that. You think you could beat kids? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like I don't know, most full-grown adults. Uh, Kevin McAllister. Anybody strong. Um, that's my favorite thing about those old Superman cartoons is how they always start with like, more powerful than a locomotive, faster <laughs> than a kid. <laughs> Literally will rip a kid in half. 
Knives, rocks, and sticks don't hurt him. Yeah, it's over. It's over for those nerds. The moment anybody with superpowers show up. A more interesting answer? Dom Toretto. Hmm. He would just befriend them all. And they would just end it. He would just just stomp the jungle in half. Yeah. He would. Yeah. (laughs) When you fight the jungle, the jungle fights back. That's true. 